0: Good morning, will you do something for me? Take a deep breath, let it out, take another deep breath, let it out, thank you, I needed that. First of all, let me say that for those that know me well, you're probably shaking your head in disbelief. (laughs) I've got a friend over there that every time she sees me, she says, who'da thunk? Who'da thunk? Up until a few years ago, I would never have been able to stand in front of such a large group or any group for that matter. I have been so painfully shy my whole life that I could barely make eye contact with anyone, much less talk. But today, I stand here with my heart overflowing with gratitude. And I want to say, see what happens when you say yes to God? Second, I'm sure you're wondering, what's up with all these shoes? Well, Kristen, Reverend Kristen, started this red shoe preacher thing. And uh, Cassandra, oh, she left. Cassandra followed suit. So when I was asked to deliver the message today, the first thing I said was, I don't have any red shoes. All right, I'll be honest. That was not the first thing that I said. (laughs) But the staff and some of my other colleagues uh, stepped in and they, they gave me some choices. But as you can see, I march to the beat of a different drummer. (laughs) Will you pray with me? God, the message has been in me all along. If it is meant for just one person here today, please let them have eyes to see and ears to hear you. Breathe life into my words, most gracious spirit, and let them be pleasing to you. Give me peace of mind, heart, and soul as I speak to your people. Amen. Amen. Now let's take a look at the first scripture reading for today. Jeremiah has sent a letter to the Israelites who had been taken from their home in Jerusalem to live in exile in Babylon. Unlike the false prophets who were saying the exile stay would be brief, Jeremiah urged the people to heed God's message, build houses and live in them, plant gardens and eat what they produce, get married, have children, have grandchildren, raise them in Babylon for by taking care of Babylon and its people you will be taking care of yourself. How absurd! God was asking the exiled people to pray for what to pray for their captors and for a land that was not their own. What was thought to be a brief time of exile and then back to life as it was, Jeremiah was letting the people know that God had other plans. Sound familiar? How many times have we been put in a situation where we were asked to pray for our enemies? How many times have things happened to us that were not in our plan? How many times have we been in exile, thinking it was only a temporary thing, only to find ourselves years later still there? To illustrate my point, I'm going to call this exile. Whether you've been put there by others or it is self-imposed, we'll still call it exile. Doesn't look like a fun place to be, huh? Sometimes things happen to us that rock our world, so to speak. Some may be good, some bad. Either way, we must first process the information. Some news, such as the upcoming, an upcoming wedding, the birth of a baby, the purchase of a new house, a new job, those are circumstances that are somewhat easily processed and are grounds for celebration. Others, such as the death of a loved one, the loss of a relationship, The loss of a home or a job are much harder to process. The happy times are times of our lives when we look forward to them with anticipation and with a sense of merriment. The sad or crisis times are times when we process the information and see the future a little differently. I'm going to call this my processing and choice chair. I'm all about the props so this is my processing and choice chair. Um, I'm going to tell you how this thing works. Let's say you get some good news, a new job. You sit in the chair, process the information you've received, and then set out to plan the new phase or chapter of your life. Sounds like grounds for celebration to me. Now let's say you get some bad news, lost your job. Same thing, sit in the chair, process the information, and then what? Well, let's look back at the people of Jerusalem in exile. I'm sure when they got the news they were being sent to Babylon, they were not happy. Life had dealt them a tragic blow, and they were being sent to a land inhabited by their enemy. That's a lot to process. Now, here's the harder part. They were being told to celebrate the wait, to live their lives to the fullest while waiting to go back to their homeland. Okay, let's pretend that this is a long time ago. Remember, this is exile. There were probably empty wineskins strewn about, scrolls all over the floor, camel hair everywhere. (laughs) Not a nice place to be. God was asking them to do something that was against their human nature, to see beyond their present to what God had in store for them in their future. How many times have we celebrated the wait between the good times and the bad times? How many times have we been in our own self-imposed exile, feeling all alone, feeling that even if there is a future for us, it can only be bleak at best? How many times have we sat in our poopy diaper, so to speak, and wondered, why me? Where is God? What will I do? Just remember what is said later in Jeremiah 29. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back from captivity, That's where the choice comes in. We all need to process life events that happen to us, whether good or whether bad. It is our humanness that makes the choice of celebrating the coming of the good times easy to do. It is also our humanness that makes the choice of fearing the uncertainty and outcome of the bad times that more than not put us in exile. We do have choices though. Through God's love and grace, we can decide to sit down, process what has happened, and make the choice to celebrate the wait in both the good and the bad times. For it is promised, if you seek God with all your heart, you will find God. Let's take a look at this choice thing from our church's perspective. Resurrection MCC is but 38 years young and in its brief life, there have been both good times where we celebrated while we waited and bad times, which could have been reason to put ourselves in exile. When we were bursting at the seams on Decatur, we celebrated the search for a new church home. We could have put ourselves in exile and worried and stressed about our future. Instead, we lived our lives to the fullest with great hopes for what God had in store for us once in our new home here on 11th Street, we went about the task of settling in our new land, our new home. Then, Tropical Storm Allison hit Houston and flooded not only our building, but crushed our spirit. But just like the exiled Israelites, we took to the activities building and planted our church seeds there and continued on with life. While downtrodden, we still, being people of God and knowing that we were in God's hands, celebrated the wait to get back to the main building. This brings me to our second scripture reading, Psalm 66. For you, O God, have tested us. You laid burdens on our backs. We went through fire and through water. Yet you have brought us out to a place of abundance. People of resurrection... We have been in a season of wait for the past nine months, like anticipating a birth. We have celebrated the wait once again and come through to a place of abundance. Yes, we could have put ourselves in exile and not thrived, but we have shown our true selves, a people who have taken care of ourselves and each other, have taken care of our home and have allowed God to journey with us. We did not sit at the table alone, wallowing in our doubt and fear. No, we set a table and made a place for God to sit with us. We could have sat in exile and felt alone. We could have sat in exile and wondered where God was. Instead, we prepared a place and celebrated while we waited for what God had in store for us. My people... I invite you to find that place in your life where you could celebrate the weight, or put yourself in exile. I ask that you process what has been laid before you and make the right choice to take what is put on you and to know that God is with you as you go through whatever it may be. You never, never go through anything alone. Trust that the God who tests you who has laid burdens on you and has taken you through fire and water is the same loving God who will bring you out to a spacious place. Rather than the old saying, seeing is believing, why not try believing is seeing? We have placed these shoes that have been worn by your faithful servants during this time of wait around the place where a new chapter will begin. Let us pray for those in our past and those in our present who helped make a way for us all. Let us thank God who has brought us thus far and praise God for the love and the grace that has been shown to each and every one of us. And let me close with a reading from one of my daily devotionals, A Cherokee Feast of Days by Joyce Hiffler. Like attracts like. If we give up, so will others. If we cry, so will they. But if we decide this is a new beginning, others will take Courage we influence other people. Our attitudes send out ripples of feeling like the scent of flower that floats on air currents. What we think and say sets the stage for what is to happen. We can change our minds, our words, our attitudes, and we stop crying. We act like our prayers are already answered and take steps to show we believe it. When the early morning sun breaks through the far side of the woods, the dark places are lighted and much healing takes place. And so it is with us. Amen.